Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Taco Tuesday. Alex Padilla, Alex Regla with you. Less than 24 hours away from free agency beginning. Alex, are you ready? I'm as ready as I'm going to be. I have Twitter up on my laptop. I have Slack open. I have uh, all the things I can do because right now things are going crazy. Like as, as we speak. Yes. You know, there is a possibility that we will have a redo of what Anthony Harrison and Aaron went through earlier this week when they did a whole podcast about Kyrie Irving and then he opted in before they published it. So uh, that's how fast everything's happening right now. You know, the, there was, it seemed like a deadline for players opting in and out of their options has come and gone. The news is coming out right now. Um, players like James Harden, Bobby Portis, Bradley Beal, a major, would you call it a major trade? The one that just happened right now? Yeah. I, w- I mean, in terms of the stuff that went out in the trade, I would for sure. Yeah, so the big trade between the Spurs and the Hawks. I don't know what the Spurs are doing, but uh, lots happening right now in the NBA. Maybe not the bestest of time to hit record, but here we are. We're gonna hit. We have hit record, and we're gonna get going. Uh, lots of Laker news happening today. Nothing unexpected so far, I would say. So, Alex, um, before we jump all into it, I am very glad that you did not shave the mustache. It's too hot. Like a uh, summer, this is good mustache weather. I think it's I've true. learned it's too hot for the beard this this year. But we'll I, see if it comes back eventually. Yeah, I think it looks great. So keep it. Don't shave it. You you look fantastic. Just wanted to point <laughs> that out. I know this is an audio podcast and people can't see you, but I want to let everybody know that Alex has a fantastic thick mustache and it looks great. Uh, let's get into it. Let's. Why don't we start with the Lakers because this none of this to me seems unexpected, but Maybe there'll be some trickle down effect. You will figure it out together here. Uh, three players officially will be on the Lakers next year. So we already know we got AD. Obviously, Russell Westbrook opted in yesterday. LeBron James is on the team. Uh, Kendrick Nunn, we might see unless his bone bruise doesn't heal in time. Uh, am I missing anybody else? Uh, Max the- Christie, their new rookie. Right. right. And now today, Austin Reeves will be on the roster. He has a non-guaranteed for 2022-2023. And the Lakers officially picked up the option on both Stanley Johnson and Wenyon Gabriel. Stanley's is a guaranteed contract, while Wenyon's is not, but both will be Lakers next year. Um, Like I said, nothing unexpected. I'm really glad these guys are back because they probably played some... They were probably, in my brain, guys that actually that I will remember of highlights, you know, I will remember highlights from these guys. That's really it. Like not, not, not a lot of other guys provided that. Yeah. Nothing too surprising here. And I think this was the right move. I think um, all three guys, obviously Austin Reeves was going to be back, but in terms of Stanley and and Wenyon, I thought they really earned a spot on this team and they really filled a void that was absent. Like uh, I tweeted out earlier, but like, I think, it's going to go a little underrated, but I think having them both to start the year versus kind of just getting, getting them about 20 or so games left is really going to help like fix the roster imbalance that there was last year. So many small guards, 
and just their presence like it made that like that void so apparent that they had no wings or forwards and as we're probably going to see in free agency those guys are really hard to come by especially cheap ones so i think it was smart just to get these two guys in they're not going to be massive game changers that the lakers are, are going right. to be looking for but they at least add some quality depth that this team needs would you say the goal is for none of them to be starters next year yeah, not, not having to rely on these guys to play about 30 minutes would be a big... <laughs> but making them more of a luxury than necessity, yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah, that's uh, that was the thing, too. Is like These guys played some serious, serious minutes, and that was part of the conversation that we were having. Nobody's expecting Austin Reeves to be part such a heavy part of the rotation. None the, like Even less so becoming the, like a star that he kind of turned into just locally. Um, as far as Stanley Johnson, you know, another guy that they signed on a 10 day deal that, that was completely unexpected. He remained on the team forever. And then when Gabriel, was he a G league player? And then, and then, or I forget how, where he even came from. He, I think he played on like five or six. I, I, Cause I did a piece on him. I think he played on four or five teams just last year alone, counting the G league. So he had a lot of, uh, pit stops along the way. So those three guys are back. Russell Westbrook will continue to be top of mind for all Lakers fans, especially with free agency beginning. Um, there are rumors, of course, as always, about other players like Malik Monk. I think it's important to talk about Malik Monk has been quoted in saying, like, I would feel more comfortable staying with the Lakers with $5 million less million in my pocket because I feel comfortable in L.A. But then there's other reports, like from Jake Fisher, that he's also searching for more lucrative deals despite what he said to the athletic. So where we sit here today, I don't want to date us if something does happen by the time this airs, but still where we sit today, do you think Malik Monk will be back next year? Do you think he is the kind of guy that the Lakers should spend money on for next year? I think that's a more important question. That's a great question. I think that's something the Lakers are asking themselves as of right now, probably that's, um, they have the taxpayer bin level exception, which is about 6.4 million. Mm-hmm. Um, would they, or do they think that's a wise route to go is to giving Monk a raise and giving him that, uh, he did come out recently at, through the athletic and said that he, he would be willing to take a discount, mm-hmm. but we don't know in his mind what a discount is. $6.4 million might be the discount he's talking about. He He's probably not going to come back for the minimum. Right. So I'm not sure it's the, I personally, if I were the Lakers, I would probably look elsewhere in terms of using that their only really non-minimum contract they can offer on a, a guy like Malik, even though he played extremely well. He had a career year. He's going to get paid somewhere, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think in terms of what they need for next season, I, I would like to see them get some size on the wing somewhere or on the like forward position or even a, a center. And there's some quality centers out there that I know this isn't really a center heavy league anymore, but I think in terms of value for your money, I think even that route might be a little better than, than Malik at this point. So you bring up a couple of good points. One Malik Monk is not what the Lakers need. We just had Malik Monk's career year, maybe probably the best season he's had in the NBA. And it really didn't affect the Lakers in a great way. (laughs) So It's not what the players need, but here's the question. When you say they should spend that money elsewhere, like on a wing or a center, how many 
wings or centers cost that much that would actually make an impact? Oof. I, I mean, so there's one name that I, I think a lot of Laker fans got excited about today because Orlando made him an unrestricted free agent, but a guy like Mo Bamba comes to mind, right? Mm-hmm. He's still super young. He was a lottery pick, arguably had a career year himself last season with Orlando. I think he made about 38% of his threes, 40% from above the break. Um, he was one of just two players who had a hundred blocks and hundred made threes last year. He's exactly the kind of type of big you would want to put next to AD spacing the floor. And I think he'd be really useful, even if Russell Westbrook specifically is back because mm-hmm. you need floor spacing at every position. If you have Westbrook and a lot of times last year, you had a center and Westbrook in the same lineup that can space the floor. So Bamba makes sense. Um, I'm not sure he might be a realistic option, but uh, it's funny. I think as, again, as we're saying this, mm-hmm. uh, Brad Turner just released something Excuse me. that said um, among the big men, the Lakers could target Orlando setter Mo Bamba, as well as former Lakers, Thomas Bryant and Damian Jones. So it looks like Bamba might be on the Lakers radar. Damian Jones. Someone just perked up on this podcast network and Thomas Bryant, two former Lakers there. Mm-hmm. Um, what about Blake Griffin? Yeah. See that that's the, the Avenue or the, the types of players I hope the Lakers avoid and kind of learn from last season, just because they have high profile, high profile names. Um, I'd rather them go a different direction. Yeah. I think um, the, the high profile, the, the, Oh, we know that guy. Oh, that guy used to be an all-star. Oh, that guy, you know, like the Deandre Jordan acquisitions, things that like the, the Trevor Reza acquisitions players that we are so all so familiar with just because they fit a profile like the name shouldn't sway you, you know, like you're absolutely correct. I think that this team just needs guys that are hungry guys that are maybe have something to prove guys that it's okay. If you have to Google a guy, you know, that means that they're doing something. I think that the Lakers are in such a predicament this off season that I hate to always circle back to it. But until we really know what happens with Russell Westbrook, we don't really know what kind of team this guy, this team needs. That, that's, that's totally true. And it's tough because I don't like, do you think the Westbrook thing gets resolved by tomorrow? I don't know about tomorrow. That's a very, see, so like now we're, now we're, yeah. You, you kind of would hope that there is a resolution like pretty quickly if it is going to happen in the off season, obviously. Because right now, if it's not getting resolved early on by Friday, you know, a lot of the NBA stuff is so quick, you know, like the A tier guys, whoever that is this year, those will be leaked before free agency even starts. And so to build a roster, I think it's so important to figure out what you really are going to do. No more posturing with Russell Westbrook, no more leveraging, no more any of that. It's is he going to be on this team? Do we have a trade partner? If the answer is no, he's not going to be on this team. Okay. Who are you bringing in? And then you build your roster around that. If, if it's the second option, which I think most people don't want is he's going to be on this team. Then you're right. Now you have to worry about how to space the floor with Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook and LeBron James on the court. You just have to, if that's really what they're going to do. Like there's so to me, what I'm, my point is like, there's two bowling alleys. Which one are you going to start playing in? how are you going to set up your pins? That's kind of, 
it, it's it's a uh, it's such a tricky predicament that the Lakers find themselves in right now. Yeah, I, I mean, there's some overlap, right? Like they're going to need shooting regardless if Westbrook's on the team or not. Like that that's going to be a thing. They're still going to need wings even if Westbrook is back or not. But maybe the type of center might change. Um, maybe it was funny because I was talking to this with some people earlier, but I was like, if the Westbrook thing doesn't get resolved by the start of free agency and the Lakers start signing people, does that kind of show their hands um, where they're at with Westbrook? Like say they go out and sign a guard or a couple guards, or say they go sign a center with their tax player mid-level instead of going after a wing, does that mean they have a trade lined up with Westbrook where a wing comes back like a Hayward, right. for right. example? So It'll be interesting to see who the first few names are that the Lakers sign. How positions. about more? How about other trades? Is Russell Westbrook the only trade candidate? No, because Dan, the Lakers. Right, there's the another Lakers. big name. I would think so. Uh, according to Dan Wojcicki of the LA Times, the Lakers could also look to acquire players via trade, with rival executives believing Chicago's Kobe White could be a target, moving mm-hmm. Taylor Horton Tucker a player whose ball dominant skills are viewed by rival scouts as being redundant with the Lakers stars could be a way to upgrade to suit the Lakers needs. That's really interesting. Again, goes back to maybe the Westbrook thing. If they were going after a guy like Kobe white, what does that say about one Westbrook two monk? And unless you are totally have the idea that Kendrick Nunn, is not going to be a big factor this year? Mm-hmm. I, I, I would pencil a nun to being, the monk role this year. That's what they signed him for. That's what they spent their middle mid-level on. Yeah. I don't think you go after Kobe white. If all three of those guys are going to be on the roster next year. Do the bulls would the bulls really want every single Laker point guard that they've ever had on their team? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they got Lonzo and Caruso. You add THT in that list. I mean, it, it worked. The Caruso and THT thing worked well here. So maybe uh, that's a very interesting thing. You know, last season, uh, he did have a career low in points, but he did shoot uh, career best from three, which is at 38.5%. So I just think that the possibilities as we sit here today, it's so difficult to like, hey guys, we're going to narrow down what the Lakers should do. And this is these are the guys that they should target. These are the reports that they're going to get. You know, everything's so general. Everything's so like, we'll see. And was it a surprise to you that Russ opted in yesterday? No. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Like the reports never leaked. Like, you know how Kyrie, there was a leak, like, oh, he's not going to opt in. Like that never came from Russ. Like it was like, he's all in. Not only is he all in, he's going to put a soundtrack behind it. He's going to (laughs) sing to a Beyonce song and then release it on Instagram. So, um, and it's such a fascinating time because as down as you are on the Lakers, like, do you think that they can generally, how do I say, not turn it around, but do you think that they can make a move with Russ that will make them automatically more competitive or are they as competitive as they're going to get because the return won't be great anyways? Yeah. I think it's interesting because there, like there's a few teams that still have cap space that like, so OKC, right. If they were to do a one, one for one trade with OKC, I, I think you would get a guy back like Jermichael green and that's mm-hmm. about it. I'm not sure if that just one for one swap makes the Lakers better. Um, even if you're really down on Westbrook, I, I don't think just getting rid of him makes you better. Um, but maybe a trade like the Charlotte deal that keeps coming up like for a Hayward, maybe you get a Kelly Oubre also, or maybe a Terry Rozier. I think that does make you more competitive 
immediately. Um, I'm not sure if those deals happen or not, but uh, the Lakers just might think we're better off just keeping Westbrook in terms of what we can actually get back for him. What about? So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it all depends on what your definition of competitive is. Like, I think just having a better balanced be a playoff roster. Team? I think there'll be a playoff team next year. Um, will they be a playoff team if Russell Westbrook's still on the team? I think so. I, I think it all depends on who. I, I think they just. It, obviously, Westbrook was a huge factor last year, like a, mm-hmm. a negative, right? But also, I mean, they compounded everything by who else they signed. You got DeAndre Jordan. You signed a lot of old veterans who were all injured. Kendrick Nunn didn't play a minute. He was your most expensive signing yeah. uh, of free agency last year. Um, that's why guys like Stanley Johnson and Winnie and Gabriel became necessities. Um, I, I think just having people healthy, a better balanced roster. Again, a lot of this depends on who they get a free agency. If they go out and get guys like Blake Griffin and that caliber <laughs> player, then maybe yeah. you're right. Maybe they don't. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm like almost at a loss for words because I know that's my, our job is to talk about what we think and what's going to happen, but it's, it's, I just can't figure out what they're going to do, who they're like, there's, if you look at a list of unrestricted free agent names for you specifically for you, is there guys that you're like, I really want this guy. I really want them to go get this guy. Yeah. There was a few, uh, again, like Dante, uh, Dante DiVincenzo just got released yeah. by Sacramento, which is uh, pretty surprising. Um, he is on the smaller side, which I, I'm not, uh, you know, a, a huge fan of given what we saw last year, but he plays hard on defense. So that makes up for it. And the Darvin ham connection, he coached him in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Um, can't discount stuff like that. Besides him, um, I don't know. I, I, I guess there's other kind of fringe guys out there that you can take a look at. Like I, I mentioned Thomas Bryant. Um, Mo Bamba is obviously the huge one. Like they need but, centers, right? They need a center. At least. I mean, they're going to be without <laughs> DeAndre, without Dwight, presuming, right. presumably. Uh, AD, I'm not sure he's going to play all year at center so yeah they need everything they have you six roster spots to fill i haven't even heard anything about ad moving to center i think that's like that ship has sailed i, I yeah i mean i don't know we don't really know all we know about darvin hammonds who wants to play four out one in we don't mm-hmm. know who that one in is it could be westbrook it could be ad could be lebron could be lebron yeah it's really interesting i like i i'm trying to come into the new year with an open mind of darvin ham and but at the, at, I, at when I'm more I think about it, and the more you say these names, I'm like, I, we're just going to be in the same situation. Could you have younger? Could you have a younger version of what we brought back last year? Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's all going to be minimum guys or guys that take less money, one guy at the mid level. And you're hopeful, I think. I would say the majority of Laker fans are hopeful that there will be some sort of return for Russell Westbrook. And that can change a lot. You know, let's say is the Malcolm Brogdon buddy heel deal dead. I don't know. I don't think so. Is the Charlotte, like use the Charlotte deal dead. No, I think that's probably to me. That seems most likely. I think Michael Jordan really, really likes Russell Westbrook. I think Russell Westbrook's a Jordan client. Mm-hmm. I think that really, really, I think Michael Jordan is a bad owner. So I think that all helps. You know, I, you know, I really, I say that as a joking, but, but a very serious thing. Like, I don't think Michael Jordan is the greatest evaluator on how to run an NBA franchise. He's kind of just fired a coach that had a pretty damn successful season. So I think that there's, 
I'm going to convince myself until it is official that they will get something back in return that will make the Lakers better. But at the end of the day, if AD plays 30 games, then I kind of think it's all for naught. Yeah. And, and for any fans who are like uh, looking for clues about what, what teams might be willing to help the Lakers facilitate a Westbrook trade, like OKC has that cap space, but it expires the second free agency starts, I believe. So um, if we're going to use OKC as a one-for-one trade or, or to expand in a three-team trade with Westbrook going there, that needs to happen pretty soon. And if not them, then like you said, Indiana is another team with cap space that's been really quiet. It's always the quiet teams who haven't done anything. So that's why I bring up OKC because they've mm-hmm. only uh, got dumped Jermichael Green. That's all only the only thing they've done, which is kind of unusual given them with all that cap space. And then Charlotte, like you said, and even Detroit, I believe, still has some money left over. So those are the teams I would just be watching in free agency. If they go out and sign a guy for $40 million, then yeah, you can probably cancel them out in a Westbrook trade. Is the Kyrie Irving saga over? I hope so. I <laughs> that was a that was a crazy what forty eight hours of of drama there. Uh yeah. Well, maybe was it that long? It feels like it was that it long. It might like have it, been even less. Uh, didn't it feel like it was weeks? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So you think that there is absolutely zero, 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 zero point zero percent chance that Kyrie Irving gets traded? Oh no, I think he gets. I think he probably does get traded. I just don't know if it's the Lakers at this point. Yeah. I mean, the the Nets got to look at because what's the package for Kyrie? Is it Russ? two picks THT none like the, the general package that we've all been talking about all off season. It would probably be a three team trade where Russ doesn't even go to Brooklyn. He probably goes mm-hmm. to like the thunder or something mm-hmm. because listen, I make jokes about Kyrie. I think Kyrie is super, super, super out there. I, what does he, how does he sign off a 11 even, you know, like I, he's super, super, that's like on the, on the scale of things he believes that's on the lower end he would make this team way better. Like way, 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 way better. Like he fits what the Lakers need. Like almost like a magic wand of everything the Lakers need. It like, so when the nets, when, when Kyrie dangled himself in front of the Lakers and they're like a cat seeing a laser, like I get it. I really do get it because they probably, you know, if it was even a remote chance, they everything they did, they sh- I understand why the Lakers even contemplated doing it. Like, even if it was like if that, I don't think signing for six million was ever a possibility. I really don't. But if there is any chance of them being able to ex- execute that trade, I do it. I don't know what that looks like. Like you said, it could probably a three team deal. And those are always very complicated, but man, that would fix a lot of things here. Yeah, no, definitely. And he, in terms of just strictly on court from a basketball perspective, uh, yeah, Kyrie is pretty much the ideal type of at least guard on offense you would want next to LeBron and AD. Like the the pull up ability, his spacing, his uh, ability to you know give him isolation possessions and stuff like that. That's something the Lakers haven't haven't really had. So I definitely got the interest. Like I I would have been cool if they were able to pull a trade there. Like you said, I don't think the him coming for 6.4 million was ever really realistic, but um, maybe down the line, if Westbrook's still on the team um, and another team has the ability to 
facilitate a three-team trade because I, I I don't see Westbrook and Durant uh, a reunion there in no. Brooklyn. Yeah, I don't think so. so. Um, I, I wouldn't shut the door on it. Obviously, you can't with with Kyrie. But yeah, I and is Kyrie coming in on a picking up his option? You know, there was reports about Durant maybe wanting out. Like, mm-hmm. is Durant happy with Kyrie Irving? That's the whole other thing that we haven't even got to. That's a whole other rumor package ready to go. Like, is Durant happy with the situation in Brooklyn? Is Who Durant going to be on the move? There was see... like this. There was like this moment um, during free agency when all this was going on. Like, I don't know if you looked at like the Vegas odds. Like, all of a sudden, Durant, like his odds on which team he would be on next year, completely swung with all that, like right away. And it was like, Phoenix was like number one in terms of the team he was going to be on. So that just goes to show how fast things can change. Yeah. Things change quickly. Um, so I've just been sitting here like refreshing Woj and Shams's Twitter, but the big news of the day is that DeJounte Murray is on his way to Atlanta to be paired with Trey young. Uh, how many picks? So the, the, the Hawks sent the Spurs Danilo Gallinari and how many first rounders, it looks like three unprotected firsts also not, there's no protections on those picks and that usually those are the dangerous ones. with so no protections and a pick swap, I think also. Well, the Hornets, I mean, excuse me, the Hawks are probably projecting themselves not to be in lottery position mm-hmm. for those picks with this addition of DeJounte Murray. Um, that's a really interesting backcourt. You know, that's, that's a very interesting backcourt. I don't think anyone in the league has a backcourt kind of maybe the Warriors. Like someone like them. What do you think about that move? Uh, I, I like the fit in terms of just basketball. I, I think DeJounte helps kind of shore up a lot of the defense that Trey Young lacks in that backcourt. Uh, he's only 25. Mm-hmm. He was an all-star. Like he's very dynamic. Um, so I get, I get that. I, I get all that. I just, it is a lot that they traded for him. Um, so yeah, it, it's I, I guess two, it's kind of a two, win-win. Yeah. Like two small guards though, isn't it? In terms of strength, I, like DeJounte is really rangy. He's good on defense, but in terms of just like in a playoff setting, I do feel like they can probably get uh, overmatched physically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, DeJounte last year, like you said, 21 points on the season, 46% from the field. Uh, not really a great three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. So I mean, but Trey shoots enough for everybody on that team, probably from three. Uh, that's the big news of the day, but there are other things. And you informed me that most of the guys that didn't pick up their option are likely to work on longer term extensions, like James Harden, who declined his uh, $47.3 million option with the Sixers. Uh, Woj says he keeps the real possibility of negotiating a new deal with the Sixers. Um, you have Bradley Beal, who opted who declined the $36.4 million option he had Milwaukee's Bobby Portis declined his option, but now it's looking like he can get a max of four for 49 from them. So any big news today that might have any sort of effect on the Lakers in terms of those big names. Yeah. I I don't see it. Um, it Sounds like they're all just kind of renegotiating their deals and stuff like that. In, In terms of, like who the Lakers could be on the lookout for how any kind of restricted free agents that become unrestricted uh, again, like a Mo Bamba um, Diva Chenzo, stuff like that. It's going to be the more fringe players. The Lakers are going to have a shot at getting. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So it'll be interesting um, to see what happens tomorrow. 
all day today, Friday. It's going to be uh, super, super interesting. You know, do you remember in 2018 where you were when LeBron signed? Because it wasn't it on 4th of July? Was that 4th of July? It might have been. I don't, I don't remember. I think I was at home, though. Uh, I think. Oh, excuse me. July 1st. I just want July to sure. 1st. I do remember yeah. the photo of him, Rich Paul, and Rob Plinka, like at, I think, LeBron's house or something. That I was uh, laying on my couch. I don't know. Was it like a Sunday or something? Something I was, like, like laying that. Laying on my couch and just like get started getting a ton of texts from a buddy of mine. LeBron, 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 LeBron. I anticipate that if Russell gets traded, people will react <laughs> like that. I genuinely feel like people will react like that regardless of who they get. I was going to ask you, say they just like dump him to OKC and they get like Mike Muscala back. You think the Ugh, that's fans... a bad, that leaves, that's a bad name. Cause didn't we trade Zubats for, for him? Yeah. yeah. Zubats just signed an extension with the Clippers and the Clippers got John wall. And why did John wall go to them instead of the Lakers? Because Ty Lu, the guy that they refused to give money to. Yeah. So don't, no, don't, not for Muscala. No, no, thank you. Even then, huh? Like, yeah, you think Laker then. fans would be pumped? Like, just to, just to get is – it, is it just to a point now where Laker fans just don't want him on the team and they don't care how he's gone? I don't know. Like, of all the names you could have said, Mike Muscala is the one that – Okay, like, like really... Jermichael Green or someone like that. Great. Fantastic. <laughs> Love it. Does Mike Muscala not leave, a like, a sour taste in your mouth, dude? Like, he – like, just seeing Uba, uh, Zubats do this I know. thing. And we got – he did nothing – yeah. For the, nothing. I don't even, I still don't get that trade. Like why even do that trade? I don't, I don't understand it. It makes no sense to me. He averaged 5.9 points and he shot 36% from three last season. Yeah. No, with the uh, Lakers. With oh, the with Lakers. the Lakers. Okay. Yeah. How, how, how did he do last season? Eight points, 42% from three, 43% from three. There you go. That's the appeal right there. I, I know that I know but he can't do it at Staples, man. <laughs> it's the air inside Staples. Can't do it. <laughs> oh man. What, I, I was going to leave on a positive note. You're over here saying Mike Muscala, <laughs> Mike Muscala, but those yes. are the types of names. Laker fans have to kind of like brace themselves for though. They're not getting, they don't have that much money or resources I know, I to know. get impact players. But like, don't say like Wes Matthews and Mike was like, I know they drew him well elsewhere, but the, what, what they do here, you know, like, yeah. it's like, don't trade one sour warhead for another sour <laughs> warhead, but I get what you're saying. And I think I, I, I hope that Laker fans understand that when free agency comes, you're not going to be getting Nurkic, you know, you're not going to be getting Levine. You're not going to be getting, I'm not going to say Jalen Brunson because I don't know. I don't know what the Knicks are doing there, but you know what I mean? Like you're not going to get this level of player. How about Patty Mills? Uh, Lakers were very close to signing him last summer. I believe he declined his $6.2 million option with the Nets. Will he sign uh, I, a long-term uh, with the Nets now? I don't know. Maybe I, again, even if he didn't, I would probably steer away if I, if I were like, I, I just want, them to get some size on the wing. I, I don't think we need any more small guards. Yeah. If in that case, just get Malik Monk back. Yeah. Someone that, you know, does well in LA. Mm-hmm. So man, I don't know if I said anything in this podcast, but honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely excited. I've convinced myself over the last, we didn't podcast last week. I think it was a holiday, but I am genuinely have turned myself into excited mode. Yeah, me too. Like I have I said. to. I have to. Because if 
if I come in doom and gloom, like the way I finish the season, it's going to be another miserable season. I mean, by next week we could be doom and gloom given who they sign, but say yes. they, again, they have a lot of work to do. They have about, I think five or six open roster spots. That's almost half the team. They have to sign within this week, maybe. Yeah. Um, and pretty quick. That's why I, I hope the Westbrook thing, if it happens, gets done sooner than later because they don't, they're not in a place where they can start missing out on guys because they're waiting on this Westbrook trade to go down. So I know we're going to podcast next week and I could probably ask you next week, but I'm going to ask you right now, will we see Russell Westbrook go to Vegas summer league to, you know how like veterans always just go and stop by and watch a game. Will he stop by a Laker game? Oh, if he's a Laker, again, I'm not really answering. If he's a Laker, I would say, yeah. And uh, are you going? No, I'm not going this year. I, like, I have been. I have been. But I'm I felt not like the entire year. Silver Screen Roll Slack said, "Yeah, I'll be there." <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not going this year. It's too hot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am trying to make it out there for my first. I've never been to summer league. Oh, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I know. I've heard. Uh, my radio show. We're trying to do like all week out there. Mm. Don't know if it's gonna happen. Um, but I would like to, I'd like to check it out. Also, you wrote a whole thing on Max Christie. Yeah. For silver screen roll. Yeah. I did one on Christie and then I did one, uh, yesterday on center options that I, I thought the Lakers would be smart to try to go after. So, so check those out. I haven't really done my full research on Christie yet. I know it was a while ago, but are you happy with it? Are you excited about that possibility that he, I read some stuff that like, Oh, if he stayed, if he stayed another year, he could have been a lottery pick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, he was like a a five-star recruit, all American. Um, He kind of struggled last season in in Michigan state, but he has the, the physical attributes the Lakers need. I think he's like six foot six, six foot seven, six foot nine wingspan, the exact type of player the Lakers don't have. Um, He's still very thin. So he probably will struggle a bit this year in terms of the physicality that always happens, happens with guys like Austin Reeves too. But um, the skill set looks good. His jumper, the numbers weren't great, but a lot of people think that, you know, his overall sample projects him to be a pretty good shooter at the next level too. So the exact type of three and D guy the Lakers probably need. So yeah, I'm cool with it. All right. Well, there you go. Go check it out. Silverscreenroll.com. Read Alex's work at Alex M. Regla on Twitter. I'm at Alex Padilla 86. Uh, Alex, do you think final question? Do you think the Dodgers sweep the Padres the next four games? No, the Lakers, the Dodgers have not been playing well. I know. I like it. <laughs> have not been playing well. Will Freddie Freeman turn into the Russell Westbrook of the Dodgers? <laughs> I, I no, Freddie Freeman can. He still he hits. still hits. Yeah. yeah, he's just an emotional wreck. What a yeah! I have never seen a professional athlete cry so much in my life. Like that dude's crying. Like every time I turn the TV on and they show Freeman, he's crying somewhere. Atlanta, LA, it don't matter. That guy is. He's like I made a mistake. He's going through it right now, but he's at least as long it. as he hits a couple doubles a game, like he yeah. always does, I'm fine with it. I I haven't been to Dodger Stadium since before COVID. Like I think I went in 2019. I want, I want to go. And I thought about going this weekend, but it's a little too hot. A little too hot. It's been pretty hot. Anyways, uh, we will talk to everybody next week. Thank you for listening. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple, Google, anywhere you listen to your audio podcast. We are available there. Um, Subscribe. And thanks for listening. Silverscreenroll.com for all of your Lakers news, especially right now. 
every single thing that happens in Laker world, just go to silverscreenroll.com and it'll be there. It'll be broken down. It'll be analyzed. And it's awesome. Alex, man, by the time I talk to you next week, it could be a completely new Laker roster, a complete. And that's so exciting. You know, that's the way I'm going to look at it. By the time I talk to you, you could have a legit whole new roster. I think it's a pretty safe bet that that is true. I mean, again, they only have a few days, six roster spots open. Westbrook can be traded, maybe not traded, but they still have to sign half the roster. So by the time next time we talk, we have a pretty good idea of what the team looks like heading into next year. Yeah, we do. All right, everybody. We'll talk to everybody next week. Alex, thanks, man. Thank you.